La 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 wait till I give my money right I had a dream I could buy my way to heaven When I woke I spent that on a necklace I told God I'll be back in a second Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff, another podcast. Jeff's back from vacation, get a chance to get things going a little bit. This time on a Thursday night, which is kind of rare for us. Yeah, it's good. I feel better, amped up. You have a good time? I had a great time, but what has me all amped up is just now. Yeah. What a fucking day, huh? What a day. I was just across the street at a Starbucks. Yeah. There's these four little fucking chihuahuas over there tying up the line, ordering ice water. Jesus Christ. Go to Chevron, get an Aquafina, you little fucking shit. Wait a second. What are you talking about? Four little high school girls. Okay. Four little high school girls. (laughs) Each one of them looked like they were three foot three. Yeah. And they're tying up the line. Were you in East Lake over here? Yeah. Okay. I wanted to do was get an iced tea, amp up a little bit for the show. (laughs) And so I got to wait in line. And all of a sudden, I go back because earlier today, you and I lost our mind. Yeah. And I go back and I'm sitting in there and I just crank it up on about volume 25. It's the YouTube clip of Lisa Ann doing a podcast with some other little alley cat. I don't know who that girl was. (laughs) But I'm I'm looking at it, Dave, and I'm watching this thing. They're talking just two hot chicks yes. about going to Dave and Buster's, and a little alley cat can't find anybody to go with her. I'm like, oh bullshit! <laughs> but I love it, right? Yeah. And I'm sitting there again. I have it on volume twenty. Everybody can hear it, and I'm like, goddamn, Lisa Ann is wearing the shirt. Yeah. From the event, she's wearing the shirt from the event, and I'm like. Last Thursday, you and I came in here, probably did our worst podcast ever. I think so. But the word, you know what? We broke her rule. What, is, what did Lisa Ann tell us? I, shit. She, I, said, <laughs> she told us, never do anything that you're going to put your name on, basically, until you've been awake for at least two hours, uh, or unless you're basically sleep deprived, do not do that either. And both of us were. Both of us were exhausted. Shot. And she said, don't ever do anything with your head. Don't touch your phone. Don't look at Twitter. Don't do anything, because you're going to regret it. I just, uh, uh, we we tried to recap it, but just a couple of things, okay? Yeah. She took somewhere in the neighborhood of 170 pictures. Who does that? Yeah. Who, who at her level does that? I felt like, and I think we touched on a little bit Thursday, I felt like everybody who walked out of that room last night felt like they knew her and they liked her. Yeah. And I, I just think that speaks volumes about her. You told me today that she's a vegan. Yeah. I, I, Dave, the only thing I did right in that thing was about 10 days out, I emailed her and said, look, are there any um, food concerns? She said, no. She ate Cali Comfort. She, I'm like, fuck. Uh, I just, I couldn't be more grateful to her. I know you as well. Because everybody came in that night and somebody said to me today, um, you know, hey, what was it like? And I go, she just owned the room. Yeah, she owned the room. But but it's one thing to own the room, and it's another thing to take pictures, and it's another thing to be as engaging as she is at that level of celebrity. You just don't meet people like that. And then this week, when she fires on the shirt from the event, and she sends us a picture, and. Look, I, I I look at it 
two different ways. One, I look at it and I go, that's just really, really cool. But, but here's the other thing that I looked at because I could tell. I could tell there were so many people that were like, ah, you know, porn star, whatever. And to you, I'm like, you don't fucking get it. You don't get it. But Lisa Ann does get it. What Lisa Ann did there was an incredible favor that Dave and I can never repay. With this podcast, it's a business that Dave and I own. We are trying to build a brand. We are trying to get to more downloads, which not only benefits us as a show, but benefits Brian Curry and Al Taylor and Dan Tyler and Barkley and anybody else who comes on board. It also benefits me and Dave because as the show grows, then our ad revenue grows. Lisa Ann has 2 million people that follow her on social media. When she sends a picture out endorsing our shirt, that puts our world into her world for a small period of time. But it's an advertisement that this show couldn't afford to buy. No way. And when you go back and look at what she did over the last two weeks or longer for this show with mentions of the podcast, mentions for Sean at Cali Comfort, all of it, it's outstanding. It meant so much to me just from a business standpoint, but from a personal standpoint, you go, God damn, that's just a nice person. Cool, hot as shit, number one porn yeah. star. I get all of it. But I also look at it and go, if you don't fucking get past the surface of, hey, that's a porn star wearing your shirt, then I don't fucking need you because you're not going to make this show any better. I just, Dave, I it was so great that she did that. And then to see the video today, it's like, I knew, the, I knew she had done it. But like I said, I'm sitting in Starbucks tonight with it on volume 20, and I'm just fucking laughing. Yeah. I'm just laughing going, this is crazy. It was one of those things that was unbelievable. I mean, straight out, just like, wait a second, is this really happening right now that she's supporting our brand, as you said, the way she was doing? It was, uh, again, above and beyond anyone I've ever met, meaning a celebrity. And we've been fortunate enough to meet a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people. We can can name drop, but you can sit there and go NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball. She was as cool as a celebrity you've ever met. She never played the celebrity card with us. We had a chance to talk to her uh, at the event and, of course, after the event as well a few times. She was just cool as shit. Here's one of the funny things is – you and I saw her the following day. We took yeah. her. We took her out to breakfast, and we saw her the next day. And we just got a chance to to talk to her. I think we could have spoken to her for twelve straight hours, but you know, obviously, we wanted to help her beat LA traffic. She's she never once gave us the feeling like, guys, I got to go. I was the one that said, Jeff, she has to get on the road, yeah, and, and kind of helped her out. But she never once was like, I, I have other things to do. I got more of my life to live outside of helping you guys and doing this podcast and raising money for charity. So I come home. You and I do a quick show. My son comes home from work uh, like four or five hours later, and I said, what do you think about last night? And he said, that was the coolest chick I think right? I've ever met in my life. And he goes, that's the girl you marry. That's your dream girl that you you marry because she covers all the bases. And I said, exactly. <laughs> you know, outside of, of what anyone else thinks they know and they don't know. Yeah. She was cool as can be with a shitload of energy, crazy humble? smart. And I think humble w- was great. But I know for you and I, we especially yeah. like people that are smart you yes. want to be around people that that understand life and have thoughts and opinions and you don't think this is the dumbest person on the planet which unfortunately the majority of the people we talk to we go that guy's just an idiot he's in his own brain she was crazy bright and and very ahead of what was going on and also the point is she's at a point in her life where you and i are 
where it's not just about us. We're about, hey, what can we do to affect other people? We're lucky enough to have yep. a microphone. <clears throat> we have a Twitter account. We have a, a voice that hopefully can influence people and people jump on the message that we were trying to put out and she did too. But whatever she does with us, she's also doing this in other aspects of her life as well. She's at the point of her life where she's giving back. Two days ago, I'm watching AVN Awards. Because I just I, I was I was on like Showtime. Oh, okay. And so I'm I'm watching the AVN Awards. I haven't watched the AVN Awards in 20 years. And yeah. and I'm sitting there going, okay, I want to see what these people in the industry are like. Guess what? They were all dopes. Yeah. They were all dumb. They were dopey. They were. They can't read the, the teleprompter. They can't. I mean, it it just completely ridiculous. It's the most yeah. ridiculous show of all time. And to know that she's the number one star in the business, she doesn't even belong in that crowd. She wasn't those people. You know, yeah. none of those people, Jeff, would I want to hang out with. And she was definitely a person I would hang out with in a heartbeat again. There were there were two things that happened uh, during the course of the night that I will take away. Uh, and there was one thing that happened the day after that I, I'd like to mention. Um, the first thing was, in no particular order, at the end of the night, when you're just mentally fried. Because I was talking to friends that put events on, and I was saying um, that you're so busy trying to keep the fire going you're kind of the hamster trying to keep the wheel going that you really don't get a chance to visit with a lot of people or say good night to people or do those kind of things but she said at the end of the night you know how do you think we did and and we had kind of kept a number running in my head and I, I told her where I thought we were and she said you know we'll double that next year now Dave I don't know if she's a with her schedule I don't know if she's able to come down and be a part of it but I feel like we can do it again next year. Yeah. And whether she actually makes it down or she is here in spirit, she will always, always have her thumbprints on this event because it was her that started it originally. The second thing that she did was something on a personal level that I'm not going to get into a whole lot of depth of because it involves friends. And she just showed compassion and caring for somebody that she really didn't know, and it continues to this point. And that's when you go, this is this is somebody just on a different level of, I don't know, the, the maturity, what they bring, the total package every day. You go, fuck yeah, she's hot. But somebody said to me, she go, they go, well, you know why she owns the room? Because people walk in, they're like, ah, you know, what do you think she looks like naked? Well, shit, we've all seen her naked. Yeah, She doesn't have to worry about it. But what she did as far as I watched her work that room. I watched her talk to so many people one-on-one, -on -one, looked in the eye. How many of you feel like, wow, that was really great. And I feel like she was sincere in doing it. And what had been a lot of long hours and challenging parts of it all paid off with what she brought to the table and who she was that night. And I feel like all of you should be connected yeah, the shirt says Dave and Jeff show established 1998, but that shirt's a reflection of what happened last Wednesday night at the Eastside Country Club that all of you were a part of. Every one of you that walked through that door, that shirt reflects you. It reflects this show, but it reflects all of you. It reflects the five charities that we did it for. It reflects Cali Comfort. It reflects disappointing Joseph who tore the fucking roof off the place. And, uh, and as I've said, go ahead and judge me. For, for Judge Dave, for who we run with or who we do, I couldn't give less of a shit. If I knew more people like her, man, I, I would hang around them all I could. Yeah. 
And uh, I just we're totally indebted to her for everything she meant that night, what she's done since. Absolutely. No, it was, it was definitely one of the most memorable nights of my life. It was a, a, just a fantastic few weeks. And again, it, it's one of those where it, she just keeps going on and above and beyond of what we're trying to do with the brand. As you said, the, the brand is something I think we didn't pay attention to for the longest time. Something we probably should have paid attention to for a long time. And we just love doing the show. But you're right. It, it's a brand. And, it, and when you got to make it a business and entertainment at the same time and Unfortunately, I think for us, for the first probably 10 years of our career, we never looked at it that way. No. And and the other one who was there that night was my friend Erica Lee, who kind of rides a little bit more uh, in the shadows. But another person where I say, I hope a lot of you had the opportunity to visit with her because I feel like Erica falls in the same category that Lisa falls in, where you can stop at the surface they go, hey, who's that incredibly hot girl? Or you can just kind of listen to how their mind works on a business standpoint, Dave, as you and I did later on that night. And when you realize that in their own way, they're helping grow this show, this brand, when you go, that's two strong, incredibly smart, very funny, engaging females that for whatever reason have found a connection with this show and that audience uh, I I'm a sponge when yeah. when Erica talks and gives us ideas. She's she's a marketing maven, and she and I are doing other things kind of away from the podcast. But she knows what the podcast means to me. She loved Dave right when she met him, and uh, and she said, "I I think I have some ideas for you." Fantastic. And Dave and I were like, "Hey, just keep them to yourself, okay?" <laughs> That's what we have Leisure Fryer for. <laughs> That's what we have Leisure Fryer um, for. He's already come up with the drum solo guy. Fucking guy. So, uh, <laughs> but when you when you sit there at night and you hear Erica talking to Lisa, when you hear Lisa say, "We're going to double that number next year," um, it's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting to think about where this show was. It's pretty crazy to think where this show was in January and February. And it, it's pretty wild thinking where this show will be in the next next six months, in the next year, and all of you are coming along for the ride. You know, right before you uh, you walked in the garage, I had uh, my, my son had a couple friends here, and so there was two, one 19-year-old, two 20-year-olds. Okay. And we we're talking about what do you listen to? And they asked me, what do you listen to? And, and they said, my dad listens to Stern. They, mm-hmm. they, he gets serious, listens to Stern, but he only listens to podcasts besides that. And I said, well, let me ask you, what do you listen to? Who in San Diego do you like? Mm-hmm. And they, all three of them said, we don't listen to San Diego radio. I thought it was interesting. I go, even for the music? They go, no, the music is something I'll, I'll find my own and I'll download what I like, but I don't listen to any radio stations for music and especially for talk. But they said podcasts. Podcasts are the only way they go. Talking about young people, 19, 20 years old, that that's all they know. And that's all the only option they go to. It's either music they've downloaded or podcasts that they find in different directions. And and unfortunately, all three of them, they don't listen to this show, but they go podcasts route as far as what they find to entertain themselves throughout the day. Yeah. Uh, well, on the topic of San Diego radio, let me just tell you, I'm wearing the fucking horns a little bit today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing the I'm wearing the fucking horns and I, I'm going to walk you through what happened. So I get the San Diego radio ratings sent to me every month and I get the breakdown from men 2554. So I get them and yesterday I got them and I looked at them and I really honestly didn't pay much attention to what was going on at 1090 
And I really didn't pay much attention at 1360. What I was paying attention to was Intercom. And I'll tell you why I have a little bit of the red ass with Intercom is because I invited Intercom to come down, just hang out. Just come down, be a part of it, and see what the audience is like, and just kind of see it. Didn't mean they had to offer us a job or anything. Yeah, just so people know, Intercom is 97.3, the Padre Station, the new sports station. 97.3, the fan. And I said, hey, come down and be a part of it. I thought it would be something of interest to them, considering Callaway and Marshall Falk and the Padres themselves all went above and beyond to make it a successful night. None of the invitations were replied to. So I, I have a major fucking chip on my shoulder towards Intercom. But I don't have a chip on my shoulder with 1090, and I really don't have a chip on my shoulder with 1360. So when I saw the numbers that came out, men 2554, in a very narrow-minded way, I tweeted them out. And I tweeted them out because I laughed at Dan has, according to these shitty numbers, which is a terrible system, but Dan had 100 people listening. And Gottlieb and Rome have 200 people listening. And afternoons are, are doing okay with Padre Baseball. That's really about as far as I thought of it. What I didn't realize, and fuck you, Darren Smith, who <laughs> knew immediately what I had done, which I didn't realize, and that fucking, he knew it, is I opened up the door for a lot of people to take shots at Steve, at Ben. Kaplan doesn't give a shit, but Scott and Darren. And that sucked. That sucked for me because that wasn't the intent. It wasn't the intent to take shots at Nick or Mike or Steve. Again, nothing. I narrow-mindedly looked at it like, hey, fuck you, Intercom, right? You can't yeah. come down and hang at this event. There were more people at the event than listen to your fucking morning show. And that's where it was. And unfortunately, those guys who have all done a really nice job of supporting us and sent us incredible messages after the event and have been nothing but friends and in a lot of ways brothers, got kicked in the nuts by something that I did. And so I felt really bad because you can't take the tweet down because then you look like you're just being a pussy. But I got to sit there and then today is somebody, and then Woods just fucking threw more gas on the fire tonight. What'd he do? Oh, he got into it with these guys and uh, and the whole thing. But But for those guys, luckily I have enough skin in the game with all of them that they know I that's not what I was at. But I also said to him, I go, look, I fucked up. I didn't want you guys to get caught in that. I didn't want you guys to be fucked with like that and people taking shot. None of you fuckers know shit about how radio works, especially you, Leisure Friars. Shut the fuck up. Did he mouth off? He's always fucking mouthing off. He doesn't know shit. You gotta <laughs> you ride the fucking bus, okay? Now, when you buy yourself a fucking car, kid, come back and talk to me. <laughs> You don't. Because you own a radio doesn't mean you understand a radio. None of you understand how the fuck the game works. You don't need to. But don't start getting on your soapbox and start shooting your mouth off to those fucking guys. Because they don't need it. But, uh, yeah. I, w- I just, Dave, those guys are all family to me. And because I wanted to take a shot at Intercom, it fucked those guys over. And I just told, you know, like I said, I told Darren... Darren goes, I fucking told you. I go, well, fuck you. You should have told me yesterday. <laughs> I go, nobody likes a fucking know-it-all. But he he was. He was right right at the start. Because he's like, what's the end game on this? I was like, there is no end game. I'm just fucking with Cilio. Well, he knew right at the start. And I was like, shit. So, hey, honesty rules on this show. 
and I, I sincerely fucked that up unintentionally. Have you talked to Woods? I talk, Yeah, he's fucking dying laughing. Because uh, okay. I sent him the Scotty video from fucking Boogie Nights. <laughs> but he knew, but he yeah. was the guy. All these fuckers start taking shots at Ben and Woods, and, and that's that's not what I want. And Kaplan just fucking loves yeah. Kaplan loves controversy. Exactly. But I'm sorry for Scott, too, because Scott's another guy that's been really fucking supportive of what we're trying to build here. And I just was like, unintentionally, I kind of kicked them all in the nuts. No, Scott knows how it's working. I, I got news for you, though. They all know kind of how it's working and what direction it's going. Those guys aren't dumb. Every one of those guys. That's why Woods does his podcast. That's why Kaplan does one. That's why Darren's aware of what his download numbers are. That's why it goes that way. They all know what the future is and the way things are happening. We we kind of called this, not saying that all of a sudden these guys aren't talented anymore, but mm -hmm. as much as people might hate the San Diego Chargers, we've always said this was a Charger town. Things are going to be faced dramatically on how things are going to change. I guess everyone right now is, is being you know smacked in the face with that reality pie going, wait a second, the Padres aren't covering things, especially when they're the worst team in the National League. So what is the future with sports radio, and how do you add a third station, especially guys that aren't entertaining? Because you have to be entertaining outside of the crappy product what the Padres are right now today. It, you know, I almost swam into it today, and then I'm like, oh, fuck this. I'll just talk about it on the podcast. The numbers are weird because for me, I listen. Uh, number one, I don't have a PPM. Yeah. So my I fall on the key demo. So I don't. I I listen. I listen on my drive up because Steve's family to me. Uh, I listen at noon because Darren kind of keeps me off the ledge for the Padres, and and Cap just I just Cap just makes me laugh. I just like it. I like how he does shit. But I also bounce around, so I'll be in with Steve. But I'll also go over to Stern, and I'm in with Darren. But I also go over to John and, and Steve because I like Mesa in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, it's not – I'm just kind of checking shit out. But I, I check in on every show, those three shows especially. And to me, Dave, again, the point is I was the guy who started the shit storm. I started it by putting those fucking numbers up, which I'll never do again. If I do it, I'll just fucking cut everybody else out except for those 97.3 numbers. <laughs> and those guys didn't do anything. Like, they've been nothing but supportive. So if you're just sitting there and you're walking down the street, one of your buddies is like, hey, Dave, what's been up? Ah, there's a knee right in your balls. You're like, what the fuck's that for? So, yeah, I mean. Do you, they, not, do you not flip over to 1360 at all? No. Okay. And, and again, I like Nick. I like Judd. Nick screams. Nick's really, really bad at talk radio. Nick's a great guy. He's just really bad at the science of it. Yonina! Shut up. And nobody there has the balls to say, hey, to man. To coach him. You were coached at Purdue, and you were coached, and you were an all-pro center. But <clears throat> nobody has done that. And it's a hard show for me to listen to. With two guys I, I genuinely like. But... Uh, I don't give a shit. I mean, people freaked out. I got more calls when I said they're going to move Bob and Co out of Morning Drive because that's a horseshit Morning Drive. Bob's been great to me. Co's great to me. So what? That that's how you get better. People did. I I think I, they came to me and said, "Dude, you got to stop doing that. It's not my thing." I'd listen to it. Don't get your feelings hurt. You're in the spotlight. People, you're in show business, man. You know what's interesting about that to me is you said that he that he screams. And he does. He has a lot of, I don't want to say it's just energy. It's not the way he talks because we've, we've spoken to him off there. He not doesn't talk all. that He's way. He's great. 
when I first started doing sports updates for 1360, because if you remember top and bottom, we'd have to do the sports updates for the station. Yeah. One of the first things the program director said to us was, we aren't doing sports updates that way anymore. We aren't doing it the Joe Tatino way, where you're yelling and you're uh, overacting. Jesus Christ. You're just going to talk down. I want you to keep it as monotone as you can. That's not the show. Talk normal. Talk, and get out. And get out, and yeah. then boom. But you're right. I'm surprised nobody, nobody's coached. You know, it, it's funny. 97.3 is the one station I never flip over to, except if it's Padre baseball. I'm driving yeah. around at night. I want to see what the Padres are doing. I do still have an interest in what the Padres are doing. Are they getting better? What is the lineup going to be? How are they figuring out the outfield situation? All that shit. But at 97.3, I never go over there. I just don't. I don't care about Gottlieb show. I don't care about anything else they have going from from. 200 not, people can't from, be wrong, David. <laughs> Better figure it out. But it, it's, you know, everybody has a, a little critique on how, how things go, especially when either you're used to listening to sports radio in this town for a long time or for you and I who have done it for a long time. You go, okay, well, how, how does it go? I'll, I'll tell you right now. I flip over every day, at uh, wake up at 5.45, 6 o'clock, and I always go, okay, if you and I were doing a show in the morning like we used to, what would our topic be? And what direction do Ben and Woods go? What direction do Nick and Judd go? Mm-hmm. And I, and that's kind of it. More as far as what topics do they pick to start everybody off on their mornings more than anything else on, on what direction they're going. I was teasing Costa a couple days ago. I said, no, what makes me laugh is that no matter what Steve says to Mike, did you watch Tiger Woods at the Masters? Did you watch the yeah. Padre game last night? Did you see the Rams take on the Ravens? Nope. <laughs> it's always Christ. never watches anything. And the answer is always no. And it makes me laugh that, dude, you don't even play the game. You don't even have to say you watched it. He's going to ask you a question about it. Yeah. He's just going to go do his thing anyway. Just say, I watch. Show that you yeah. have an interest in the topic. Nope. Yeah. Do not see a damn thing that you're about to talk about. But see, we couldn't go back. I had this conversation with a friend of mine the other day who tried to say, well, the podcast, you know, you do the podcast two nights, two days a week, but, you know, trying to do five days. I go, yeah, you fucking mind. I don't fucking talk to me like that. Okay. I could do five days, three hours a day, any fucking day. Dave and I can go in there and do it. We're not nervous by it. Now, I was like, what are you fucking talking about? (laughs) Shut up. But I, I. Where where we're at and where we're lucky enough that we have this and we're able to do our own thing is I would never sit in a fucking meeting ever again in my life and have Mike Shepard tell me anything because I'd be like, you can sit there and shut up. And I never listened to Brian Long and the fucking guy at 97.3. There's nothing that guy's going to fucking teach me. Not a fucking thing. That little twerp. And that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at professionally. So unfortunately, there's a chain of command. Now, look, if they came in and said, hey, you know, you did this and you did that, you go, okay, yeah, I'll listen to that. But if they're like, hey, hey, I'd be like, no, hey, <laughs> shut up. And that's the thing. I don't, I don't want to listen to Brian Long. Brian Long fucking stunted the growth of this show. And Brian Long's a dipshit, right? He's just a dipshit. And, and anybody who knows him knows he's a dipshit and doesn't have talent to write good fucking jokes like a lot of good guys I know. <laughs> um, so I went and listened to Brian Long. He's got a fucking assistant who has done nothing in radio. I want I want to hear from guys that have done good shit in radio that can make me better in radio. I don't need to listen to guys that are fucking milkmen, mailmen. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I need. Gotcha, exactly. As God. we're sitting there doing the show, my kid just walked and turned the lights off. I just told him he needs to fucking up his game writing <laughs> jokes. <laughs> 
<laughs> he looked back at you, then turned the lights off. That son of a bitch. That's a direct shot at me. Because I've been fucking with him on... Me and your son, Jake, have... Uh, he didn't a, tell me that you guys have a thing going back and forth till today. He was dying laughing. I fucking love him, man. He's so goddamn great. And he's working on his career to be in stand-up comedy. And there'll be comedians that tweet out stupid shit. And I'll send him messages and I'll be like, you know what? Why don't you up your fucking game? I told him tonight. I found a guy that had a pretty bad joke on social media and I sent it to him and I said, you better have something at least this good when I see you or you can just stay the fuck in the house. <laughs> but I love it because he'll send me shit and he'll be like, come on. With like, and it's, it's the worst joke you've ever seen. And I fucking love it. It's my boy right there. I'm always, but I knew those lights were turned out at me. I don't care. I'm not going anywhere. That is too damn funny. I got to hear here. So your kids, do they ever ask you questions like completely off table? Like you go, what the hell? Like, would you rather be Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Do they ever ask you questions like that all the time, right? All the time. So as I said, before you walked in, there are three three people sitting in in the garage and one girl, two guys. Okay. Oh, what's up? Okay. One of the guys says, would you make out with Michael Jordan to have his ability? I said, no. I would not. No. Okay. So then the next one is, uh, the next one is, all right, would you blow Michael Jordan to have his ability? And I said, dude, get the fuck out of my garage. And that's why when you walked in, there was nobody here. I kicked everybody out. I go, what kind of question is that? I go, look, I'm used to- to, to whatever, whether it be LeBron or Michael. There's no blowjobs going on anywhere. Get the fuck out. And that's why I ended up kicking all three people right out of here. I, I don't know what wrong, what's wrong with today's 20-year-olds, 19-year-olds. It was the most bizarre question I've ever asked in my life. That movie, man. They always said, <laughs> they always say you know, you paint, you paint, a, paint one fence doesn't make you a painter. Right? Is, that the, is that the way it goes? Yeah. You put gas in the car, it doesn't make you a mechanic. Right? You mow the lawn, it doesn't make you a landscaper. But you blow what? <laughs> Fucking joke, so funny. <laughs> so immature, so stupid. Um, no, my sons are 10. Yeah. And they. Uh, they I throw sit- stuff at you like that all the time? Uh, well, it's funny because my, my one kid's a pretty easy laugh. Because I said to him, we were in L.A. over the weekend just hanging out. And I told him, uh, why don't you just shut it? And he goes, why don't you make me? I go, I already did. And he loved that. <laughs> Laid him out. He loved it. And then I told him, I said, uh, I said, hey, you ever notice that when we walk by these these walls, all the blocks are quiet when you walk by? You know why that is? And I, he goes, no. And I said, because they're... They're showing respect to their leader, Blockhead. And he, <laughs> like the dumbest joke. And he thought that was so fucking great. He thought, yeah, he's trying to tell his brother, like he's the easiest laugh in the world. And he's the guy that I'm always like, I cuss at him all the time because he always tells me that he's going to tell his mom on me. And then I freak out <laughs> like I'm in big trouble. And, uh, and it's cool. But no, that, yeah, that's it. What did you see in LA? We saw, oh, we went. And saw Mission Impossible. Okay. Now, I I see what Leah Remini puts out about Scientology. We walked Hollywood Boulevard. We had those Scientology people 
trying to get me and my fucking kids to go in for Dianetics. Is that right? Shit. Yeah, I was like, they're going to fly me to fucking Jonestown. <laughs> Soledad O'Brien's going to find me in a cornfield. And, uh, but we went to see Mission Impossible. Okay. Me and my sons. I don't care what the fuck Tom Cruise's religion is. That is the baddest dude on the planet. That dude is the baddest guy on the planet. Because I'll tell you this. For two and a half hours, me and my sons went crazy. Because he they love the fight scenes. Yeah. But this guy is doing every stunt. Do you buy, do you buy that? It's absolutely. It's funny him, you Dave. say that. I never write down anything for the show as, as far as stuff to ask you. Yeah. But that's one thing. I, I had no idea that's what we're going to get yes. into. But you buy that? The reason I say that is, and they say he broke his foot doing his broke stunts his, and he always does his own yeah, stunts. And the whole deal, and I'm like, there's no way anyone is paying insurance on fucking yeah. Tom Cruise. What what insurance company is paying insurance on Tom Cruise? I mean, he's obviously, you know, he's obviously strapped in or doing different shit. He's 56 years old doing his own he's stunts. He's goddamn unbelievable, man. He is goddamn unbelievable. And the thing is, he's so great in those movies. He is. And Ving Rhames is great. And Simon Pegg, like Jeremy Renner wasn't in it. And somebody said to me, it feels like all of them get better. My favorite one is Ghost Protocol when he's outside the building in Dubai. That one was great. Last year, whatever, uh, I think it was Rogue Nation. I think I have that one right. Okay. Where he was on the side of the plane. It's fucking great. But this one, where he's doing so many different things. Like, we saw Skyscraper with The Rock. That yeah. movie was as bad. Was it? That was like Towering Inferno oh, no. bad. Just awful. And The Rock's got the same four acting moves. You see it every episode of Ballers or San Andreas, right? The Rock is who he is. The fucking Cruise, dude, is just, he's the shit. And, and my sons just loved it. Cool. And, and you can see, Dave, I'm telling you, you just see what he's doing when they're shooting it, and he just grabs this rope of a helicopter, and you're like, come on, <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> and then you go, you know what? I bet it was fucking Katie Holmes. Maybe it wasn't That she was the mess? Maybe Katie Holmes was the fucking mess here, huh? Anybody going to look at it that way? Maybe it was Nicole Kidman. <laughs> That's... Dave, that movie, do you like the Mission Impossible movies? I do, movies? I do. It's funny you say that. I've only seen two of them. I saw the first one, and I saw the third one just last week was on television. I With watched Philip it. With Philip Seymour Hoffman? Yes. But they get better. you got to watch yeah. Ghost I loved Pro the first one. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, Ghost Protocol. Simon Pegg is so goddamn funny, the British guy. And Ving Rhames is in every one of them. But, oh, goddamn. And we saw it. And that that's kind of like the one thing we do. Is I'll usually buy a book. Yeah. And they'll sign the book for me, which I, I like my son to write. You know, end of summer 2017, they'll put something in it, which is always really neat for me to go back to. But I, I just, I had said um, that's what I wanted to do on the trip. But we went, we hung out in Hermosa Beach, where for as many times as I've been in L.A., I'd never been to Hermosa Beach. Really? Yeah. And an amazing time. And really, I mean, we went up Saturday, um, and then we had Sunday, Monday, and came back on Tuesday. So it's really two two full days, yeah. and then probably a third day. But just hanging out and laughing, and just you know, Dad and his two sons. Did you leave Hermosa Beach, or you just stay in that area? Oh no, we were everywhere around L.A. I mean, a lot in downtown L.A., Beverly Hills, Sunset. 
and just hanging. And they, they like it. And that's that's what I like because my dad lived in L.A. So when I was 16, 17, I was in the Rainbow and the Roxy. And now my sons, we were kind of calculating it the other day, probably for three years, have been to, you know, they know Book Soup. They know Amoeba. The, they loved, I took them to the new Foot Locker at Hollywood and Highland on the corner and just kind of walking Hollywood Boulevard and getting pictures by you know, they know Chick Hearn. They know who Bob Miller is. So what I didn't really realize, Dave, is the stars on Hollywood Boulevard, like a lot of the rock bands are positioned together. Bob Miller's really close to Chick Hearn. Like a lot of unique... I didn't know that. Yeah, like a lot of people that are kind of in the same category are close to each other. To see Trump's all dug up. But but to just be hanging with them... And and doing those kind of things. And, I mean, we would leave the hotel 10 o'clock in the morning and not get back till 1030 at night. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, you got That's two 10-year-old boys, and they're just laughing and having a blast. So, yeah, it was it's awesome. And it felt great just for four days because they started sixth grade today. Wow. So they're back in school. They're so back it was in kind school. Of, you know, for me, it was kind of the end of the event. And for them, it was the end of the summer and just... Hung out, listened to music, and laughed our ass off. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. You know, it's funny. Sunday, I haven't. Uh, I've never been to the beach in Carlsbad. I've never gone. Which one? Really? And so never. It was the one off your old exit, off of uh, La Costa. Sure. Make a left, go down, make a right. Boom, the beach is right, right there. there. Okay. Amazing. And it's it's well. First of all, it, it's crazy as it sounds. Being in San Diego for twenty nine years, mm-hmm. and number one, I haven't been to the beach in North County. I haven't been to the beach in four years, just because I've coached so much baseball that I've never had a weekend off. My wife and I went to Coronado and walked the uh, walked around, but we didn't go. You know, obviously the in the beach. water. I got to tell you, the water was so warm. Yeah, I literally got there, left, put my stuff down. Jumped in the ocean, and dude, I was in the water four straight hours. I, I was no shocked kid. that it was four, by myself. Nice. And my wife was, you know, back watching my nieces and stuff. But I was, I was just enjoyed it. It was, yeah. the, for me, the, the the beach. If we go to Hawaii, or whatever, I can sit there and look at the waves for eight straight yeah. hours. Don't look at your phone. Yeah, it's nice to do. Yeah, and just being in the water was the most relaxing. I think I've been have, I've been in ten years, man. It was it was the most fun I've had. I said to my wife, I go look. I, th- I don't think I have baseball this weekend. I want to go back to the same place. Yeah. I'm right, ready to jump right back in. But it was it was awesome. I've, first of all, as I said, I've never the furthest I've ever gone in the in the water from this area is Delmar Heights Road, which is my oh, my, my my favorite beach in in San Diego. Just Delmar yeah. Heights Road, make a left, and and Parkins right there in the sand yep. is is right right outside your car. But anyway, it was it was something different for me. 29 years, you think I would have done it before? But man, I had a great time. Uh, the perfect Carlsbad weekend is. Go to Tip Top right off Palomar Airport for breakfast. Big John's breakfast is great. And then board and brew for lunch and just hang on the beach, man. Yeah. Yeah, Carlsbad's. Yeah, it's nice to be back up there because I've been back up there for whatever. It's been 16 months working up there. Yeah, it, it kind of keeps you zen, right? Kinda, yeah. Kind of chills you out. It was. It was absolutely fantastic. People are good and, and it keeps you good. Yeah, that's. we went down to... We just hung out at, at the pier at Hermosa and hung out. It's funny. I said to my sons, I've done one thing since they were like four, and I've always taken a picture of them on the beach where they're standing next to each other. And one of them has the arm around the shoulder of the other one. And they give me shit every time <laughs> I do it. But I got it. And I said, you know, a lot of that's for your mom. But then I showed them because I had all of them on my phone. And I said, look, 
this is why I have you do it. Here's every year. Boom, 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 boom. And for them to look at it and go, oh, wow, I like it. That's cool. cool. I'm like, yeah, you fucking asshole. Just <laughs> do, do what I ask you every now and then. Um, but, yeah, man, there's something. We take the beach for granted. We, we all do. do. I, I took it for granted when I lived in, uh, granted in uh, Cardiff and when I lived in Carlsbad for so long. And now a lot of times we'll just make the drive. If we go, we'll go up to Carlsbad a lot, but I'll, I'll swing off the freeway kind of right about where you said, Dave, Delmar Heights road, swing down through the village, up through Solana beach. And it's just like, God dang. Perfect. It? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's perfect, man. No, it's a, a, absolutely great. It's, it's fantastic. I, there's some sports things I want to ask you, but we'll, I want to knock out a, a couple spots real quick, but mm-hmm. it's far as uh, I'm glad you had a chance to spend the time with your kids. I can't believe sixth grade already, man, how fast things go. Speaking of uh, obviously the, the warm weather and getting a chance to enjoy the water. Don't forget about Alan Taylor and Taylor made pools. Alan Taylor been in business for more than 20 years in San Diego. Taylor made pools. The only people you want to call to make sure that you get that new construction done commercial or residential full remodels on commercial residential lots of new equipment and repairs pool resurfacing the installation tile insulation something that's very tough to do not for alan taylor alan taylor's number again 619-449-4452 great uh supporter of the event that we had last week and proud to have alan taylor part of our, our podcast of course you know it's funny dave as you just mentioned alan and amy and and what a huge part they were and i, I was just looking at my phone because he sent me the nicest message and just, you know, I, was, I was saying to other people that were there how lucky we are uh, to have these guys as a part of it. And, uh, hey, Jeff, love all the items I won. Wish we could have talked more. I understand how much work you put into making the event a huge success. I, just, I love that, man. And, and that's what makes Alan, for me, uh, he's not a sponsor. He's a partner. Yeah. And thing that that i love is when we talk about doing more things for the community you're gonna get those fucking tailor-made i know what those are in that cup right there right here in this yes. fucking cup i put them those, there on purpose those are my pins those are, those are your pins are not your pins they're my fucking tailor-made pool pins they're not yours you didn't earn them uh when we when we look forward for shit we're gonna do for this community moving forward uh alan's in alan's in and and yeah He's going to do a great job with the pool. I mean, who else goes out and has a couple hundred custom shirts made just to support the event yeah. and, and gave them out? That's what Alan and Amy did. And I, I just think that's cool. And the work the work he does speaks for itself. Look at the pictures yep. and, and see it. Um, I've told you that when I moved back to La Mesa, one of the things that Chris Jenner has said to me is, look, I want an <laughs> infinity pool. And I said, just calm down, baby. Calm down. Alan's got it covered. So when we have that, you know, welcome home party, you'll see Chris doing her doing yeah. her laps there. She'll be there. Lisa Vanderpool, they'll all be there. <laughs> and it's my man, Alan, I can thank for that. Alan's great. Also, Daniel Tyler, Superior Fence Company. I just retweeted a, a job he did today. Did you see that shit? Yeah. How great was that? Yeah. Everything, as he says, is an easy job, and it's true. Every, every job that... Daniel Tyler does with Superior Fence Company is fantastic. Look, if you're looking for a brand new fence, there's only one place to go, and that's with a guy that's been in business since 2005. 
1-800-522-4846. A-plus rating with the BBB. Doesn't mess around. Fully licensed and insured. Again, the website is SanDiegoSuperiorFence.com. SanDiegoSuperiorFence.com. And if you want to take a look at what he does on Twitter, SD Superior Fence. Yeah, just another guy who's a complete champion. And for me, it feels like all of a sudden now... There's more goddamn varmints showing up in in the backyards. I'm seeing snakes. Yeah. I feel like I've seen a couple of roadrunners, roosters, land sharks, Tasmanian <laughs> devils, <laughs> panthers. I think I saw a couple baby rhinos show up on the news the other day in Poway. There's all kinds of shit running around. I feel like we've been dropped in the fucking tunisian jungle <laughs> the guy you need to know is dan tyler to protect you and protect your family and your stupid little lap dog protect that lap dog okay i'm tired of watching y'all cry on tv because some rabid jackal jumped over your fence because you built a three foot high <laughs> balsa wood fence have my man come out and say dan i need something out of wrought iron it's gonna protect my family and protect my cat leroy <laughs> I thought you were stretching it when you said Roadrunner, but then it got crazy. What are you talking about? Tasmanian Devil. Tasmanian Devil's running around. There's a wild, angry hogs. Shit. Boars. Boars. <laughs> Ex-girlfriends kicking your wall down that look like wild boars. <laughs> I also want to mention Ryan Barkley, Barkley Landscaping. Look, if you're in this in the area right now where you say, hey, the weather is warm and people are starting to come over for those nice barbecues, Labor Day is just around the corner. Oh. It's a great time to entertain. Ryan Barkley is your guy. Barkley Landscape, they've been in business for 35 years. Him and his dad, Scott, have done a fantastic job. Done a fantastic job fixing my yard as well. I needed it. Man, those damn rabbits are all over the place. Now my lawn's come back. I love how my neighbors say, man, Dave, it looks like you have a green thumb. No, I do not have a green I do not. I have all. a buddy who does, though. So. I sure do. Ryan's number is 619-669-8000, 619-669-8000. You name it, he can do the job. Don't forget about Ryan Barkley and Barkley Landscape. He's the guy to call. Our main man, really nice, and especially, I mean, right now up by Ramona. Ramona's the latest area. God, there were fires all throughout L.A. County, up north. And that, to me, is what I look at. It just feels like, Dave, every year we get a little bit more of a drought. Every year it becomes more of a challenge. And that's why I would call Ryan. I would just call and say, hey, let's take a look, make sure the area surrounding my house is safe. Have I done the right thing? What recommendations do you have? You have that 35 years worth of experience. Just give you a little bit of peace of mind to feel like all that dry shrubs taken out. All those kind of protection things, that's the most important thing to me. Keep that house intact. Well, this is how I figured out how to save yourself from fire damage. You call Alan Taylor and you put that lazy river around your house. God damn right. See that? <laughs> Genius right there. And, of course, speak about our main man, guys. guy has been there for a long time, Brian Curry. Brian Curry, can't say enough about Brian Curry. You talk about a teammate, a guy that's part of the show means the world to us. Brian Curry has done a fantastic job selling real estate all over San Diego County. 20 years in the business. How many awards is this guy going to win? Brian is also your guy for property management. If you're in the need for someone to manage your property, call Brian Curry today, 619-251-1588. Yep, BC's going to be my man a couple of weeks. It's weird. It is weird, isn't it? going to be done in about 10 days. And uh, I'll tell you a story about that in a yeah. second. But... um. But Brian's already been great for me and said, hey, what are we going to do? So when we get everything figured out, because 
uh, it's always a challenge with kids when the parents are going through a divorce. And so you got to find kind of the right neighborhood. Plus, you got to find a place safe for your kids, right? Where you go, okay, well, you can come there and you can hang out. There's a lot of boxes to check, and you need that right guy to do it. And that's why, for me, it, it's awesome. Now, if you are looking to move to, I don't know, IB or something like that, Brian's not your guy. Brian's got bigger <laughs> fish to fry. That's where maybe you drive by, you go through National City, and maybe you see somebody that they've chalked out all their teeth on yeah. the bus bench. <laughs> Give them a call. They're going to kill you on uh, on their, uh, what the hell is it called, their commission? Yes. BC's not going to kill you on that, but... but BC and I, we ride big. He doesn't wear tuxedo T-shirts. He, he wears tuxedos, okay? <laughs> just like me. So when you need something, uh, give Brian a call. Tell him the Dave and Jeff show sent you, and you will be in good hands. You'll thank me for it. All right, before I get to the sports part, uh, as you just said, August 22nd is just around the corner. So what's going on? So here's the crazy thing. Um, so when Dave and I did commercials for uh, Sleep Train, for one year anniversary, when you'd been with them, they gave you a bottle of Dom Perignon. Yeah. So I brought that bottle down for the event, and we never cracked it. So guess where that bottle is right now? That bottle is in the refrigerator at my old house, my wife's house. We have such a crazy relationship right now that sometime in the next 12 days, she and I are going to enjoy it. Really we're gonna good. We're going to enjoy it. We're going to look back at 10 years that were pretty goddamn good. And, uh, and yeah. I just said, she was like, what? And I go, look, I got this to drink this with you. And I said, I think we had a pretty good run for 10 years. And it's over. But I said, we're always going to be attached because of our sons. Yeah. And I said, I think we just, we drink it and, and toast it and laugh and, and hang out. She goes, I think that's really cool. So, yeah, the most unorthodox divorce ever. Yeah. But I, I like it. I that's think good we're, to hear. I think we're setting a good example for our you sons. Are. And uh, and I'm proud of that. And and like I said, I said to her today, I said, God, you know, I wish some of this shit had happened two years ago because I said, I think ultimately uh, we'd be doing different things. But I said, you know, I said, we're not sitting at the end of the Chico Club getting fucked up. We're trying to find ways to make San Diego better. And while doing that, showing um, their mom respect and, and love in the same way. I mean, last night, the funniest shit ever. Last night, it was uh, the back-to-school picnic for my kids. They go back today. So she texts me, and she's like, hey, I'm going to run by. Do you want me to get you a sandwich? I'm like, well, yeah. I go, but I got to deal with traffic coming through La Mesa. I said, I may not get there till like 7 o'clock. And uh, she goes, oh, that's fine. I got you covered. So it's the funniest thing because I get there. My one son had been kind of a little mouthy. Yeah. So she wanted to kind of take him. And just kind of have a conversation with them. In that neighborhood, there's now a, a chicken. Like, no shit. Like what we were just saying <laughs> with Dan Tyler. The goddamn chicken running around the neighborhood. So my other son was like, I'm going to go see that chicken. So I'm sitting here in my old house eating a sandwich that my ex-wife bought me. Yeah. Watching SportsCenter on my former TV. I'm just laughing by myself. I'm like, this is the weirdest shit. Sandwich was great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is great. I didn't care. Then I'm like, all right, I'll see you guys later. You know, it's funny about your, your situation. Again, I think you guys are handling it fantastic. Is There's a there's a country song, and you guys kill me for my taste in country music. Mm -hmm. There's a country song by Cole Swindell called Break Up in the End. 
and oh, okay. and the song has reminded me of your relationship with your wife, but I haven't said yeah. anything to you for three months listening to the song. I'll hear it almost every day on the radio. Yeah. Is it basically talks about I would do it all again because it was worth it for everything that you uh, you have achieved through this relationship. Yeah. You know, and so with all sure. the memories and the kids and, and the relationship you have now, it's uh, it's almost a perfect song to describe exactly what you guys have gone through. I've said to her and I've said to my sons, um, and I think I've been pretty open on the show about where depression takes you and, and yeah. you see it. And that's why it was great to see LaDonna and Shay and, you know, Katie Mosier and, and all our others that were there. Um, you know, when my buddy Cheech died, when Nicole died, when our when our kids, Nanny, Allie died and it fucked me up. Yeah. It fucked me up. And you just didn't realize like, hey, you can't you can't do this by yourself. And so, yeah, you kind of had to go through what happened to me on President's Day. And so, yeah, I've been really, I, I've said to her, I go, fuck, you know, I'm, I'm sorry it took that. I, w- I wish I could have, I, I wish the guy was, I am today, I was yeah. two years ago. Because then we would have been together for 40 years. And uh, and so then the natural question is, well, well, why can't you? You can't. You can't. Because... At this point, she's kind of going her path, and I'm supporting her 100% yeah. in it. And I'm kind of going my path, and she's supporting me 100% in it. And we can't, you can't bring them back together. Yeah. You just can't. Because somebody is going to get stunted in that, and it's not fair to either one. Um, but I said to her tonight, Dave, 20 minutes ago, driving over here, I said, God, I go, what's crazy is the communication where we have tonight is just talking about different things because i'll see my sons on the weekend a lot but unfortunately it's caused a little bit of a divide between them and their mom so she gingerly said tonight hey you know i'd kind of like to i said i'll stop you you need to start hanging with them more often i know what you're going to say because i'm i'm noticing a little bit and she goes wow what are you seeing and i said a little bit of the bonds coming apart and i said Take them, hang out, hold hands, go to a movie, go get lunch, reconnect. I said, mother and sons will reconnect much faster than a father and son. But I said, I'm I'm not going to stand in the way of that. I go, I'm not going to say, oh, it's my weekend and bullshit. We have friends going through a really ugly divorce. And look, I mean, lawyers get involved on the 22nd, yeah. and that's always a concern. But um, all I can say is to this point, we're cool and... You know, we work really well with each other, and she's she'll be like, hey, I got this event here. I said, great. And um, I say, hey, I got this event here. She's like, okay, cool. We got it covered, and, and that's just what we're trying Perfect. to do. Um, I think she's got peace of mind. I think I got peace of mind, and, you know, whatever happens, happens. Perfect. That's good to hear. Right? Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, great. I just I said to her, I go, yeah, just just shoot straight. Just yeah. say, hey, I need to reconnect with them. I said, don't, don't worry about it. She goes, yeah, it's cool. So, yeah, for everybody that... Uh, came up at the event and and was like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. And I I will say, it's the people that listen to this podcast, and you guys know who you were. The people that emailed me, the people that sent me direct messages uh, through Twitter, I have said over and over again, that's absolutely what got me on track. 100%, no hyperbole. Uh, and that includes Darren and Stevie Woods, uh, who were outstanding. Dave was outstanding um, and so many other people. But yeah, kind of hope for all you guys uh, in those small little victory that we have uh, 
take a little pride in it because I'm incredibly grateful to all of you. Speaking of uh, depression, uh, today Justin Verlander came out yeah. and said he was fighting depression. Now, the difference of Justin Verlander and, and everybody else is that Justin Verlander says, you know, here's a guy that's making, you know, $30 million a year and high-profile guy, and he says Kate Upton got him through it. He said, meaning that he was ready to jump off a bridge. He was fighting depression big time. I think Kate Upton would get anybody through depression. I mean, and, and hey, not to make too light of a joke, but then your worst day, even just a few weeks ago, if all of a sudden Kate Upton knocked on your window and said, Jeff, is there anything I can do for you? I'd listen. I think things would change pretty fucking fast. Yeah. It's like everybody feels bad for him for a second, then we all start thinking and going, wait, wait a second here. Yeah. It's Kate fucking Upton. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. That's <laughs> good. Uh, well, you know, I, I retweeted one today because there's a dude named uh, Kirk Minahan who does radio in Boston. Yeah. And that's a big fucking show. What I didn't realize is that dude used to work at Upper Deck. Oh, wow. In Carlsbad. And some of my buddies at Upper Deck worked with him. Shit, man. That shit's scary, Dave. Shit's oh, I agree. scary. And uh, and it it sneaks up on you, and it's it's a nasty nasty disease. And whatever it is, I don't know. A couple of weeks ago, man, I I said it, and and going back to what Lisa and you know hanging with her that night, having beers, and just kind of talking about what had happened. She goes, "Well, let's say you had to write letters to five people. Who would you write them to?" And I said, "Well, shit, it would start with my sons. It would end with my sons." And I go, "Yeah, it's just kind of where it goes, but." Uh, yeah, for, for, and, and I would just say this too, man, I, I would just say this and I'm going to say this for Dave too. Dave and I have both been through a lot and we're, we're pretty happy with, I feel like, uh, where we are today. Don't let me forget. I got the cards, okay. dad's cards in my car, which thanks to, to, to Chris Carlin and upper deck. They're goddamn so great. They're, they're just great. And we'll figure out a way to get them to all of you. They're, they're outstanding. But where we were as individuals, where we were as a show on January 1st, where we were the first week of February, to where I feel like we are in August, is two completely different things. And so much of it is because the love and support that this audience showed, we felt it on last Wednesday with all of you that were there. It was great. I will say this. If any of you are hurting and you are down and you need something, I can tell you that for me, three weeks ago, yeah, I was fucked up and I didn't want to talk to anybody. So I get it if you don't want to talk to anybody. But if you get to that point where you're like, fuck, man, I'm, I'm losing this battle. You fucking hit me up on social media. You can email me anytime. A lot of times I'm up late, which is just JP, the initial J, the initial P dot Seth at Yahoo at Gmail. I got them both. They both go right to my phone. You can email us. You can do whatever you want. I am not going to try to act like I'm a fucking counselor. All I'm telling you is I'm a friend, that I can get you to Che Hernandez, and I can get you to the right people because Che is a friend, and I'm happy to make that introduction. But if you just need somebody to say, hey, man, you fuck, or you, male, female, old, young, you need somebody to tell you you fucking matter. Dave and I will tell you you matter every minute of any day that you need us. We will be there like you were for us. Yeah. No. I, w w What's your email? With the, <laughs> well, I throw it out all the time. Dave Palais at Yahoo.com. That yeah. simple. They're right there. You know, we, 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 we talk about depression a, a lot, obviously, on the show, and I think a lot of people go through it. 
I worry about younger people, you know, and my, and I've talked to my younger son about this before because he always says, go ahead and share my story. You know, my story is something that might help somebody else. But my younger son has fought depression horribly the last few years. And I'm talking to the, the, the worst case scenario that you can think of. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been a nightmare for us as a family the last few years. And, and one of the reasons when we were finishing up at 1360 trying to do a show dealing with what Jeff was dealing with, dealing with what I was going through as as a family was extremely tough. Well, you know, you sit there and you go, okay, how do you communicate with a 17, 18, 19 year old on, is he on the right path? I mean, him and I are basically, as Jeff knows, we're, we're tied together all the time. We coach baseball together. We spend the days together. We're with each other all the time just to make sure he's always okay because you don't want it taken a bad turn when you aren't home. So yesterday he had, he, he was doing great. And then last night, all of a sudden he had a, he had a horrible night. Yeah. And I said, what happened? You know, I'm sitting there falling asleep. It's, it's late at night. I dropped a melatonin. I'm about to pass out. And I get a text from him, and he says, you know, life stinks. And, and I go, what do you mean life stinks? He goes, there's only two things in this world that I love and, and love me back. And I said, two. And I said, you know, how can you say that? I mean, he has his brother. Yeah. He has his mom. He has me. And he goes, you and the dog. You and Sugar are the only things I care about. Oh, his mom's sure. out. His brother's out. Yeah. So I walked down the hallway and I said, what's going on? And for him, it was Instagram. It was him looking at Instagram. And then as I tell people all the time, Instagram isn't exactly what life really is. Yeah. That's the highlight of people's days. That's the best thing that's going on in people's days. They're having a great meal. They're hanging out at a great place on the beach. They're in Hawaii. They're going wherever. And they're using a filter. And they're using a filter. And so I'm trying to explain to them that's not reality. And he just says, I don't think I'm ever going to beat this. And so last night was just a long, hard night for us to sit there and go, you okay? And so we, we you go through it, and then he says, I wonder if people are ever going to give me a chance again. I go, what do you mean? He go, I go, did you treat people poorly when you were going through the depression? He goes, no, I kind of just shut everybody off. Mm-hmm. But then people who don't understand depression will put it back in my face and call me weak-minded or mm-hmm. – you know, you, you aren't tough enough or boom, 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 or how soon before you ever realize making a joke about it. And if anyone's ever been through it, you understand you can't joke with people like that. You can't but, ever, you, if, if someone, if it's a, a rock star or somebody who has committed suicide over the last year, I even keep those stories away from him because I know he's been in that, in that situation mm-hmm. to saying, I don't want to do it tomorrow. I'm, I'm done. I don't want to make it to 20. He's going to be 20 in September, you know? And so you sit there and you, you deal with it. It's very, very serious. So the, 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 the jokes aside, Anyone you know that's battled depression, I mean, you got to be extremely serious with every one of these guys. On and anytime they say anything to you, that it might be the real deal. What is the uh, what's the time mark on on where the show is right now? It's an hour and two minutes. Okay, cool. Um, one of the things that, and I think we touched on this a little bit last week, but this is important to me. Um, what made my night last? Wednesday, not only was all of you and and Lisa Ann and uh, my buddy Joel Rotz, who was there, who beat melanoma, and to have him, who we thought was was, was dead, uh, walk through the door. But what meant so much to me, and I know to you, Dave, was our former intern, Katie Mosher. Yep. And I told her I was going to talk about her tonight, and I am. Um. When this show started, and again, if I'm being redundant, I don't really care. Um, when this show started, Dave, I, I think you would agree, we didn't we didn't know what the fuck we were doing, right? We were thinking, we were a weekend show, we were there for 
four hours, five hours. We had no fucking idea what we were doing. We were no. just trying to act like we knew what we were doing. We were kids. And we're really incredibly lucky because we were put with people to help us out, like Brian Heap, who uh, who does TV news now in Northern California. But we had two girls that worked on that show, Haley Holmes and, and Katie Mosher. And what they tell you in radio is they say, do, do the show for an audience of one. And I would do the show for them because I felt like, like I felt, I knew I could make you laugh and I knew I could yeah. make Brian Heap laugh, but I felt like if I could make Katie or Haley laugh, then, then I was doing okay. And so that was always my audience of one. Mosher has always been this incredibly sweet, just kind of goofy girl. So fun that you and I liked a lot. And she had very funny stories and she would find herself in crazy situations that she would poke fun at. And you and I always looked out for her. Yep. Um, About 10 years ago, like you look up and she's on the Wayne Brady show, not some game show um, where she was singing and it was really funny. And I know we've talked about that. And then one day I look on TMZ and she's coming out of a restaurant with George Clooney. (laughs) And I go, what in the world is going on? Um, But, but we hadn't seen her for a while. Yeah. But Dave, you mentioned Instagram and I follow Katie on Instagram and I would see pictures that she would post and this very bright, energetic, beautiful face became a face that to me was a reflection of pain. Yeah. And I saw it a lot. And there had been different times over the last couple of years while Dave and I were at 1360 because Katie knew Herm and knew Ernie, um, where she would say she was going to come to 1360 And I think you and I would kind of get fired up that she was going to come and then we wouldn't see her. And I would look at these pictures on Instagram and I would see like the, the soul. I I, I felt like I was looking into her soul when I looked into her eyes and she would just have this, this look of pain that broke my heart because that was my audience of one. That was my friend. And I didn't really have any contact with her. So, when we were there last Wednesday night and just trying to thank everybody for being there. And all of a sudden I looked up and you were talking to her. Yeah. It stopped everything to me. It stopped everything. When she walked in, I got to tell you, I I said to her, I go, I feel like I'm seeing a ghost because you said we've been waiting for that day for over 10 years. And I held on to her when she walked in, I gave her just the longest hug because you, you missed her. And I saw the same thing you saw. Yeah. And, uh, and there's pain there. And there's hurt there. And she said to us, she doesn't really go out that much anymore. And she did that for us. And I know what it meant to you. I know what it meant to me. And and all of a sudden, this Lisa Ann comes up to me in the middle of that night. Everything going on, doing all her stuff. She pulls me aside and she goes, tell me about your friend, Katie. What's going on? And I said, man, you know, she was my intern and everything else. And Lisa said to me, Jeff, there's a pain in those eyes. Do you see it? And I said, Lisa, I've seen it for 10 years. 
this is who Lisa Ann is, and this is why if anybody looks at it and goes, you know, judges or whatever. She went over to Katie, and she said, I have a big house in Los Angeles. Katie shared this with me later. I have a big house in Los Angeles. Come stay with me. We will go for breakfast. We will go for walks on the beach. I am here for you. Here's my number. And that meant a lot yeah. to Katie. That's why when I write things to Lisa on Twitter, I tag Katie. Lisa was incredibly sincere. And when, when somebody does that for somebody that you love as much as Dave and I love Katie, who is hurting, that's when I go, fuck, man, I will be loyal to Lisa and to the end of my life and not just for the porn chick, the yeah. one porn chick that we know. You go, God, who who has the sensibility to notice that in somebody? Um, She's fighting it. And I know she's fighting it because she knows I'm fighting it. And we sat there and we talked about different things that night that both of us have experienced. And it's what your son Jake's talking about. And it's what a lot of other people are talking about. But I just want Katie to know on this show that I meant it sincerely when I said when she came through that door, um, it made the night for me. It made every 17, 18 hour day that had been put in worth it. It made every part of that worth it. And it was great. And. Uh, she's on Twitter at I am Katie Mo, and reach out to her and just say, fuck, we love you to death because she's as cool as it gets. And, uh, you know, it's like I was in L.A. the other day. Katie did youth theater and I drive by the Pantages and yeah. I just took a picture. So I sent her a thing. I go, look, I don't know a lot. I, I don't. I, but I, I've seen Jersey Boys. I saw Brian Dennehy in Death of a Salesman. So when I lived in London, I saw 17-year-old Catherine Zeta-Jones in 42nd Street, It's right? funny to say that, because I always thought Katie looked like a young Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah. And I said to her, if you want to do any of this, right now is the time, I'll go. I'll yeah. ride shotgun. Tell me about it, because I don't know that world. And she said, uh, she said you know what would be fun? She goes, you ever done a picnic at Hollywood Bowl? I go, never. She goes, let's go. And so I said, okay, and then there's a place called the Cornette Theater where, like, Sarah Silverman and some of these comedians do stuff. And I said, what about here? And all, it's, it's not, it's just, she's our friend. But she's more than a friend because I, this show's incredibly loyal. I will never forget what she did for me in 1998, whether she knows it or not, when I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And when she would laugh on the other side of the glass... It's the only thing that kept me going yeah. on that show. And so if we can return the favor to her, Dave, we'll do it. And I just, I'm thrilled that she's back in our life. Um, I would love for her to come down here one night and share her story. Uh, whichever, you know, however deep she wants to go with her story is fine because I think she's, I think there are women that share common stuff with her. Uh, it would be a safe zone for her, and it's an open invitation. But I told her tonight I was going to talk about her because having her back in your life and in my life and for this show as we move into year 21 is incredibly special, and we're going to take good care of her. She's one of those reasons why I stay on Facebook because I always want to see if I can find her. Like, mm-hmm. where is she? Is she okay? You know, I try and follow her life through Facebook. You know, and if you listen to the show for a long time, and we have such a loyal audience, if you listen to us when we're on KFMB, she's the one that Jeff used to call Rocket mm-hmm. all the time. And so the idea of, of uh, going up to Hollywood Bowl, spending a day in L.A., and, of course, probably being too exhausted to drive home and having to spend the night at Lisa Ann's house, I think it's a great idea. I think it's great, too. We'll have wine. 
We'll play ping pong, touch football. <laughs> well, I called her. I love the rocket story. Yeah. Because uh, Lisa Ann called her rocket. And I got a yeah, funny. it was lo- great. And I got. So Katie is a very cute girl, but Katie is a very quick laugh and she's a funny laugh. So what I would do to her, because she's just, she's a kid. But when we would be in that room, I would do it to her all the time. I'd be like, what's up, Rocket? And she'd giggle every time. So because I knew I could make her giggle, then I would wait till we'd have like four people in a room and it would be louder. Rocket! (laughs) And people would be like, what? But it was an inside joke between me and her. So then we would be in the press box and now there's 50 people and it would get loud. Rocket! And she would just lose her shit every time. And nobody, but it was so funny because you understood it. I understood it. And it was her nickname. And here was the funny thing. So we're there last Wednesday night. And I share that story with Lisa Ann. I said, because she was just so goddamn cute as a kid. And I just, I would make her laugh. Like picture like your niece or whatever, right? You got that one thing that will go to and they'll giggle every time. And Lisa Ann called her rocket. And it was funny what Katie said to me. I said, Katie, she's saying it with love. She goes, I didn't know how to react because it's something personal between you and me. Yeah. And she said, if you're cool with it, she goes, I thought it was great. I go, I'm 100% That's cool, cool with it because I said, what does that tell you about Lisa Ann where she goes, yeah, I'm going to embrace you. I'm here for you. Depression is a motherfucker, man. Yeah. It is a motherfucker. And it hit me, it hit Jake, it hit Katie, it hit friends of Lisa Ann's, and we all. And I'm telling you, that's why I'm like, look, if you just need to know you matter, fucking send me a message, send Dave a message, hit up my girl I am Katie Mo on Twitter. She'd be like, who the fuck are these guys? Ah, uh, Jeff told me to send you a message. <laughs> Don't get creepy, you fucking weird weirdos like you, Leisure Fryer. Um, but she just. Uh, she means a lot to us. Yeah. She means a lot to us. And uh, we're all, as kind of our small little community, we're going to look out for her. We're going to look out Absolutely. for her the way we've done it for others in the past. We're going to look out for her and just kind of remind her that she's loved and that she matters and that she's, uh, I don't need any fuckers calling her rocket. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I told her, I said, we're going to fucking talk about you on this show tonight. She goes, that's cool. That's cool. I'm glad to hear yeah. that she's okay with it. Well, well she, too late now. Too late. <laughs> too late now. I got a million sports things, but I don't want to get to them now. I think we Give should any, end, end you right can hit, uh, one quick thing. Conor McGregor is going to fight in October. That's going to be great. And, uh, Sean Merriman, is fighting at bare knuckle boxing. I saw that. And uh, when are we doing a show again? Sunday. It's up to you. Sunday night, if you want. We're gonna we're gonna do a show, and I'll I'll tell you about bare knuckle boxing okay. because I've gotten to know Ed uh, Ed Simpson over there. God damn man, these fucking guys, these fucking guys. Dave, write a note to remind me to bring up bare knuckle uh, bare knuckle boxing on Sunday. And Ed has told me that he'll come on. And you go, shit, we don't do a lot of guests on this show, but if we could have had fucking Dana White at the start, if you could have had somebody like that at the start, so really, really good dude. They run BKFC, and I'm telling you, their business plan is so incredible. Chris Lieban, uh, Phil Baroni is going to fight, but they got Merriman on that fight, and uh, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. I think I think I can be down here. I think I'm good for Sunday night. Okay. I'm not sure about Monday, 
But uh, we'll get and once summer, like summer's coming to an end, and we'll we'll get back on a normal schedule. We got more shit to tell you about the website. We got more shit to tell you about maybe a third show during the week. Whole lot of shit to get to, but but yeah, I think that's it for tonight. Because Shuggy looks tired. Shuggy. Uh, <laughs> all right, we'll catch you guys next time.